One of my favorite study habits is listening to music in other languages, so I don't get distracted. You know, that way you just have the groovy beats. But there's no sense of narrative to get lost in. You don't know if the singer is telling you, like, a man left me, or I quit my job, or my pet turtle choked on an acorn and passed away very painfully. But if you're listening to this music for a long time, sometimes you start to pick out weird, recognizable words that form odd non sequiturs. This is kind of a throwback to middle school days, when we'd stand on the dance floor, swaying like non-committal strands of seaweed, an entire cafeteria of very awkward wallflowers. So at these middle school dances, whenever a fast-paced song we didn't know the words to would come on, we'd just chant the word watermelon very quickly and enthusiastically. In hindsight, this was kind of odd, agricultural, cultish, <laughs> agricultish behavior. My name is Jenny Lee. Although I do question the validity of my identity every day, and welcome to episode three of Articulate, the podcast about how we communicate. Today we talk about Sora Mimi. Apologies for the anglicized pronunciation.、Um, so, this kind of describes my awkward middle school cultish behavior. So, what's the word I just said? The one that sounds like what you'd name a chubby hedgehog that likes consuming slices of pear? Wikipedia tells us that soramimi, in Japanese meaning literally air ear, refers to a homophonic translation of song lyrics. Basically, hearing lyrics in a foreign language and interpreting them as similar sounding lyrics in a different language. Now, because lyrics are translated homophonically and according to sound relationships, There's no attempt to preserve the original meaning of the words. This leads to really hilarious non sequiturs in the lyrical space. They're a little like Mond Greens, which were brought up in episode one, if you've been following along loyally, along with an obligatory reference to T Swift's blank space. But key distinction here Mond Greens are monolingual, whereas Soramini are bilingual. So, mongreens are the monocles of mishearing lyrics, and soramimi are your run of the mill dual lens glasses. Can you even say that about glasses? Alright, now that we're done with the logistical stuff, let's dive right into a sandbox of magical examples.、Um, once again, this podcast sounds like a weird kindergarten classroom. Regardless,、uh, one of the most famous examples of soramimi is the Numa Numa song. Which I've decided to skip in this podcast because I'm a fan of underdogs, and every instance of Soramimi deserves a chance. So, screw you, Numa Numa, I'm gonna talk about some other stuff. So, fun example number one、uh, there's a New York Times article that talks about a line in the Metallica song Enter Sandman that the Japanese public commonly mishears as, let's go to Chidoya Life Insurance. Talk about Unintentional subliminal messaging and the subtle ways in which capitalism exercises control over all of us every single day. Example number two. In the 2012 South Korean hit Gangnam Style, there's a prominent catchphrase which I'm about to completely slaughter because I am not Korean enough. 
And by not Korean enough, I mean I am precisely 0% Korean and I have 0% proficiency in the Korean language. Regardless, with my linguistic ignorance in mind, the prominent catchphrase in Gundam style is, surprise, surprise, Opa Gundam style, which was transliterated by a very enthusiastic and curious group of Taiwanese people as which kind of sounds like Gundam style, but in Chinese, this basically means my father just murdered him, which is super dark for a song from Psy that just talks about putting on airs and uh, being really pretentious and walking around in the wealthiest district of South Korea. Alright, time for example number three. If you heard the random pinging sound in the background of example number two at the very end, for those of you that clearly pay a lot of attention to my kind of lame podcast, um, that was the sound of Facebook Messenger, likely from one of the message groups I'm in, called Psychedelic Phantasmagoria, which is a lot less sketchy than it sounds. It's mostly just conversations about Bob Ross. Anyways, that aside, let's go to example number three. So, in 2009, Taiwanese netizens dubbed Super Junior's Sorry Sorry with Chinese misheard lyrics, including a pretty controversial transliteration of Sorry Sorry, some Korean that I can't read, baby, which means Sorry, I have fallen in love with you. That's a pretty bad translation. And what this was transformed into, again by very enthusiastic Taiwanese netizens, was 手里那根芭蕉爆了, which means the banana in my hand has exploded, which is kind of like violent phallic sexual imagery. I'm so sorry for any five-year-olds that are listening to this podcast of which there are probably none. So I'm 0% Korean, and 0% of my listeners are five-year-olds, so it's probably fine. But yeah, apparently this dubbed video went viral on YouTube. Who knew bananas could be so violent? Alright, time for example number four. Or are we on five? Wow, I have zero math skills, zero Korean skills, and I have zero appeal to five-year-olds. Anyways, whatever example we're on, the next one has arrived. Kind of redundant. Okay, so in France, a popular occurrence of misheard lyrics is found in the Metallica song, The Unforgiven. So the original lyrics go something like, New blood joins this earth, and quickly he's subdued. Just like, imagine intense guitar music and like, angst emanating from my body as I say this. So this was misheard in French as Nous battons des oeufs et puik puik ils se tournent which means we whisk the eggs and quick quick they turn which is phenomenal like it's the reverse of the super junior junior sorry sorry situation instead of sorry I have fallen in love with you turning into violent phallic energy here it's like oh my gosh it's not about blood or subjugation, it's really just about a super enthusiastic baker. This is why we love the French. Who are we as humans compared to the cultural monolith that is Sora Mimi? Indeed, it has morphed into a cultural phenomenon. 
Japanese comedian Tamori hosts a segment on his show called Soramimi Hour, where many skits are performed on the basis of audience submissions of Soramimi Kashi, which is really awesome. Like this sort of accidental phenomenon that occurs with lyrics in a foreign language has been turned into serialized entertainment and monetized, which is dark and funny, I guess. I don't know. Props to him. All right, we've reached the bottom of our sandbox of examples, so let's do some analysis, right? Like, what is Soramimi? What does it mean? And how does it reflect the ways in which we communicate and be silly with each other?、Um, the first point is that we're constantly engaging in this process of rock climbing with language. We're trying to search for footholds and areas of familiarity, even amongst the utterly unfamiliar. So our minds are constantly seeking to make meaning and to build a nice warm igloo to shelter yourself from the chaos of the foreign language snowstorm raging outside.、Um, you can even think about this in social contexts, right? Like using meme language to appeal to people and being all like "cash me outside" and then dabbing dramatically to make a connection with someone, because you know foreign territory, and you want your warm little. Igloo, where you're gonna make s'mores and sing friendship songs. Point number two, we've been trained to pick up on certain phonological patterns, but languages often diverge in terms of phonological rules. This means that we'll hear words and morphemes that extend beyond word boundaries. Point number three, the potential for miscommunication is enormous. Think about the number of misheard words in your native tongue alone. Now think about adding a foreign language speaker to that mix that doesn't know your language very well. They might hear bits of their own language scattered into what you're saying, because their brains have been trained to analyze and segment language in an entirely different way. The final point, the fourth, and ending on a sort of happy note. Lack of comprehension is commonly thought of as a frustrating occurrence that thwarts communication and productivity. Here, I think of all the moments when I've had to have someone repeat the same thing like six and a half times, and after the half of the six and a half, I'm suddenly like, you know what? I give up. I'm completely incompetent. Apparently, I can't even speak the language that I thought I grew up with, slash the language that I'm speaking right now. And I'm because I am worthless. You can just say what you were saying, you wonderful, intelligent creature, and I will just sit here.、Um, but you know, my angst aside, and this frustration of lack of comprehension aside, here in Sora Mimi we find something productive and hilarious, and at times even thoughtful. In choosing not to preserve meaning, we've created an intricate network of non sequiturs, and what's humorous is often not straightforward. It evades expectations and surprises, and that's precisely what Soramimi provides to us. All right, it's been a blast rummaging around in the sandbox of examples with you. Thank you for being patient. I know it's been a really long time since I've made an episode, and I'm sure you really look forward to this. Not,、um, but thank you so much for listening. This means a lot to me, so I'm gonna keep making cheesy jokes. Keep putting them on the internet. Keep offending five-year-olds, thinking about bananas and 
weird, violent, phallic imagery, but then also thinking about enthusiastic French bakers that really love their eggs. Alright guys, I hope that we all successfully build our igloos in unfamiliar territory and need some really awesome s'mores. See you later.